Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for a little pop culture as we will be discussing Love is Blind, which has been sweeping Netflix over the last couple of weeks, and uh, we'll probably also discuss real quick what happened on the Bachelor uh, finale this last couple of days, because yowza. Uh, making her return after a long absence is Jess Brady. How the heck are you, Jess? I am good, thanks. I'm happy to be here with both of you gentlemen. Thanks for having me back. Oh, it's so lovely to have you back. I'm glad that Love is Blind could reunite us all. Uh, <laughs> rounding out our trifecta is uh, Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? I am uh, doing very, very well. I'm excited to talk about this show, which uh, whoever came up with the concept deserves a pay raise. Whoever came up with Nick Lachey deserves to be fired. Uh, <laughs> oh, you want to have that conversation right off the hop? All right. No, we can wait to get into Nick no, Lachey. Can, I, like, I like my dessert first. We can do a dessert first here. Uh, him and his wife are awful. Oh, my God. And I'm not even talking, like, a little bit awful. Like, like a lot of bit awful. Like, looking into the camera constantly and not seeing, like, they have personalities at all. And just showing up and, quite frankly, putting in less work than Chris Harrison, which I didn't even think was possible. But... <laughs> Like, somehow, like, they are truly... Now, I don't know if it's just, like, jitters or they don't know what to necessarily do, but, I mean, Nick Lachey's been on television before. He should be a little bit better than this. What do you think, Craig? Uh, yeah, I was just bewildered by the fact that, every, like, Nick Lachey wasn't on screen all that much, but every time he was on screen, he's like, you agreed to marry someone you had never seen before. And basically, like, it was just yeah. the same line over and over again. It kind of feels like a robot pre pre program, like the DJ 3000 from The Simpsons could have done this job. Oh, <laughs> uh, looks like Carlton is at it again. What a clown. Uh... <laughs> Uh, is this, what does his wife do? I don't know anything about, about his wife. She seems lovely enough, but I mean, not... I think that she's a presenter of, of some kind on, uh, on different entertainment shows. Um, so she's done yeah. television before? I think so, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just Googled her as we were teeing this up, gents. Yeah. And, uh, Vanessa Joy Lachey is a Filipino-American TV personality, beauty mm-hmm. queen, fashion model, TV host, and actress. She was oh. named... Miss Teen USA in 1998. That that tracks, yes. Yeah, yep. and she's a New York-based correspondent for Entertainment Tonight. Oh, so man. there you go. So wow. There's really no excuse for this sort of poor performance, <laughs> that put in, is what you're saying. I mean, like, there were some really bad moments. Like, Nick Lachey, after they got down to, like, that kind of core 10 or 12 that they had, uh, and they were all sitting around in Mexico, and Nick came in, and it seemed like he didn't know the names of anyone, and quite frankly, he probably didn't. But he was like, he would say it like every time he'd be like, Lauren, Cameron, uh, Amber, <laughs> Barnett, and it would be like he was really thinking about it, and I don't know if it was just the editors not doing him any favors, but man, he was he was bad. I'm willing to give him one more kick at the can with this Love is Blind thing, but if he if, if he can't shape up in Season 2, because there will be a Season 2. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it, uh, like, I, I'm thinking we might have to find somebody else to do this, because this is his company, I think, that's producing the show, so he would still get all of the... Uh, all of the mini that was involved with this show, so uh, we, we wouldn't be completely cutting Nick Lachey out. So, 
yeah, yeah I hope that maybe things. next time around they'll be a little bit more comfortable in the roles. I yeah. feel like during the reunion show, Vanessa did, I, I, I think, a genuine job of trying to engage with the couples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's been about a week since I watched the reunion show. I watched it last Friday. And uh, there were obviously some awkward moments as she's trying to probe a little deeper for some answers from certain individuals, which we'll get into, I'm sure. <laughs> I did feel like uh-huh. they went for it, though, on that, which I did appreciate on that uh, yeah. on that reunion show. Because a lot of the reunion shows, they don't, like... Uh, well, like Chris Harrison's a good example. Like on the uh, on the recent uh, Bachelor one, uh, everybody wanted him to kind of go in on Victoria F for all of the uh, uh, rumors about her breaking up several marriages, and then he just kind of went, <laughs> "Have you broken up marriages?" And she goes, "No." And he was like, "Good enough. Let's cut the sponsors." <laughs> <laughs> He no. did ask about the. Did he ask about the racism? Like he no, probably. Got, no, they didn't yeah. even bring up. They wanted to stay as far away from that as as possible. Because Victoria F. And I don't know if you've been watching the season, Jeff. But spoiler alert: uh, Victoria F. is heading to Paradise, <laughs> right? So she's she's going to be one of the villains in Paradise. And so they didn't bring up any of the horribly racist uh, stuff that are like uh, modeling gigs that she did, which cost her the cover of Cosmo, by the way. <laughs> so. No. So uh, just a quick piece of advice. Someone get back to Love is Blind. Yeah. If a group called White Lives Matter yeah. asks you to work with them, yeah. don't do it. Just say no. Yeah, just yeah. maybe maybe let that. You don't need that check. We're not, we're not, you, you know, you can either give up and take the White Lives Matter job like so many of us have <laughs> contemplated in our darkest hours. Uh, anyway, uh, back to Love is Blind. Holy God. I, I... <laughs> really resisted this in the beginning because for some reason I felt like I was cheating on The Bachelor uh, <laughs> when I watched this. I really did. That was my mindset. But, by God, I, I, the, the whole concept of them in the pods at the beginning was absolutely brilliant. I, I couldn't, it was like some sort of weird like relationship sensory deprivation that was... Uh, <laughs> They're all floating in salt baths. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what they were going for with that weird blue wall that they all had where everybody was, like, sticking up their hands and being like, I can totally feel you. It's like, <laughs> no, you cannot, right? Like, oh, my God. Uh, what, did, what did you think about the, the, the whole pod concept there, Jeff? Uh, I thought it was really cool. And, and just to kind of carry on with uh, how you were saying you kind of felt like maybe you were cheating on The Bachelor – I'm going to call this my rebound relationship with reality dating TV. And I leaned right into this. This was consumed by me all on one Sunday afternoon, essentially. (laughs) With the exception of the last, like, two episodes that they made us wait for. I actually, I, I, see, sorry to interrupt, but I I would like to say I saw it after it was all out. But I do appreciate that format, to be honest with you. I just didn't get in on it. I hope they, they keep that format going for... Yeah. Because, like, the cool thing about Netflix, and I know they've got their their rich people, I know they've got their fancy people algorithms and whatnot that tell them that (laughs) binge watching is the the correct thing. But, man, Love is Blind really conquered the internet for, like, three, four weeks there. Whereas shows like Stranger Things, which are fantastic, I I enjoy Stranger Things, but... Oh, God, it's so good. When they drop it all at once, though, it feels like it's only in the lexicon for, like, four days, and then everybody kind of... Because they drop it on a Thursday, by Monday, everybody's kind of like... You basically have to, like, mainline Stranger Things for a couple of days because you don't want to get spoiled, so... Exactly, like, I'll get to my veins! (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but I I like this, where they... What did they... They did, like, four or five, and then four, and then one or something like that? I, I... 
think that was I'm, good. Yeah, whatever the, uh, the the arrangement was, it was it was better than dropping it all at once, like it's a Stranger Things season or a House of Cards season or yeah. whatever it happens to be. Absolutely. Anyway, sorry. Uh, continue, Jeff. No, no, I think that uh, you had a really good point with that. Like, I only really found out about it once the bulk of the episodes were out. So I kind of lucked out with the timing. But yeah, I think that it really does present some opportunities for like amping it up, especially in your own social circles, where everyone is kind of sitting around. And I felt like it was even more exciting than talking about Bachelor uh, in previous seasons when I was tuning into that. Um, people are like, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Because it's just a train wreck from start to finish, including the pods, full circle, nice segue. Um, cool. <laughs> it's like you're a pro at this. It's yeah. almost like I have some experience. Um, <laughs> but those pods, I will tell you right now, I feel like it's really easy for even the audience to get sucked into this idea that the contestants or participants of the experiment um, really know each other better than they do. Because in reality, I had to keep reminding myself, they've only been talking to these people for a couple of days, maybe a few hours each day, depending on, on the couples. And, you know, like they genuinely felt like they had strong connections with the the ultimate couples that moved on. Um, and yeah, like it was it was difficult to remember and to remind myself, hey, they've only known each other for a very short amount of time. So those pods, I think, really did their job of breaking down emotional walls, even though there was a physical one in between them. Yeah, I, I I thought it was interesting, and, and it kind of made the viewer feel like they were a part of it a little bit. I think that, and, and they they were kind of limited by the fact that time isn't infinite from the perspective of they they could have stretched their legs a little bit more in the pods episodes, as opposed to just going like, oh yeah, we've got an engagement in episode one uh, or what episode two, wherever it was. But yeah, it was the the, the format, the idea is cool, and it kind of it, it really hooks you in because you're like, wait a minute, how are these relationships going to turn out, especially when you have all the crazy crap going on with barnett and jessica and Ugh. yeah Sorry. <laughs> let me tell you just to very briefly bring it back to the bachelor uh jessica is very glad for the existence of pilot peeps pilot pete's mom because basically she was like public enemy number one on the internet for a couple of days mm-hmm. and then pilot pete's mom kind of wrestled that away from her last oh. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about the individual couples, I suppose. But it felt like they could have explored that drama a little bit more. But I get they had to kind of move things along. So yeah, yeah, especially because like they don't, they don't. I mean, how long is it interesting to watch people sitting in pods doing nothing, right? So I think that they made a good strategic choice, yeah, to move it along. Yeah, because there were certain things they didn't even show. Like I know that Mark, who ended up with Jessica, there were a couple of times that uh, well, ended up with Jessica in quotation. Uh, he brought like a guitar into the pods a couple of times, and but we never actually saw him play it, which thank God, because that type of shit irritated. The second you're over 20 and you're not in, in a band, keep the guitar in the guitar case. Like Anyway, God, like, here's Wonderwall. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm going to play, o- <laughs> yeah. play Oasis. Uh, uh, yeah, but like we didn't see him play it, which I was like, thank God, because like, yeah, there was definitely one where... They were said, but I, I agree with Craig that I, I I would have been down for another episode or two in the pods. In fact, I although there was a moment where I was like, is this going to be like eight episodes of them sitting in the pods talking? <laughs> and then when it wasn't that, because uh, I was thinking it would become more like Big Brother, like sort of like Bachelor slash Big Brother uh, slash Survivor style isolation, I guess. I don't know. And then right. eventually they would have. But I, I, I got to say the transitions that they did for the show were 
I, I thought were excellent, and they'll clean it up a little bit because obviously this is the first season, and, and, and if this show is to have a long, prosperous run and go on for forever, like I hope it does, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll figure out the formula of exactly how many episodes they need in the pods and whatnot. But I did like the transition of the pods to everybody meeting for the first time. The way they, the way they were meeting for the first time was, was great, uh, and it lends itself to, uh, in future episodes... Uh, in the future episodes, we will get a moment where two people who fell in love in the pods walk out, and then the woman ends up being like six foot three, and the guy is five foot four, and the woman is walking away and just goes, "Fuck!" Right? Like, that that will happen in Love Is Blind before before this is up, right? Like, so you're like, saying like instead of ten years, ten inches, something like that? Ah, well played. Uh, <laughs> Oh God, he's thirty-four. Not twenty-four. I'm like, yeah, we get it. Uh, he's five foot four. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then and then them spending time in like the uh, in, in like the the honeymoon phase or whatever, and then them meeting everybody's parents, and then I mean, we'll get to the wedding part because my God in heaven, I could not believe that they had everybody and their families dress up like there was gonna be a wedding, and then it was like, like, can you imagine if that was me and you, Craig, and I was like, was- Craig. You gotta show up, buddy. There might be a wedding. (laughs) (laughs) We might get the party. Shout out, shout out to our friend Pip. Because if any of our friends is gonna do that to us, (laughs) (laughs) it would be Pip. (laughs) Hey guys, Pip. I just got to know I'm uh, marrying someone I've known for a couple of days. Anyways, we'll see you at the wedding. Like, all right, Pip. I'll see you there. Uh, (laughs) That'd be the one where, like, you know what? I'll catch the next one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll see you. I'll see you. Are you kidding? You would both uh, be we'll get the podcast again. on it. That's true. That's oh, true. I'm sure we would. <laughs> <laughs> I would want to broadcast live from there. In fact, <laughs> I would also probably. I, I would. I would DJ the wedding as well. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the 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 couples like. Would you want to talk about the Amber and Jessica and Barnett love triangle first? You want to get into that? Uh, what do we do here? I didn't really. Well, it was it was it was a love rectangle because there was also the girl like LC that. Oh uh, yeah, LC didn't get. I any, liked uh, LC. Yeah, she wasn't too bad. She didn't get anything because that was the thing that was crazy. We we had about thirty people in this, and then they basically didn't give us the names or any footage of about half of them. Right? <laughs> like yeah. there were about fourteen yeah, or something. There people. was like like you know. There was the the one guy who asked. Uh, I, I think she, he asked Lauren, like, "Hey, you sound like you're black." And Lauren just kind of rolls her eyes, and that was the end of that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, which, like, oh, yeah. understand him. Lauren's like, "Actually, you can get out of this pod right now." Yeah. Uh, There's there the one guy who, but, uh, yeah. when the dudes were uh, sitting around talking, they had the one thing. They're like, "Is anybody here a virgin?" And the guy like raised his hand as like a 30 year old virgin or whatever. And then that was all the information we got on that guy. So he did not stick around. But I. <laughs> Was, oh, he's never had sex. Okay. Yeah, it uh, that did not uh, that did not go well for that man. <laughs> so there's that. That um, we know. Of. Maybe he was one of the couples that did not, you know, make it to the extra filming. But I read something mm-hmm. that they actually had what like eight eight couples in the end, something like that, and they didn't have the resources to oh. have all of them move on to Mexico and carry on in the show. So they got to go on trips. I think the other two couples. But they didn't f- follow them and film them afterwards. I don't think they are still together, those ones. But uh, I don't know who they are. But I know that they there was an article about it. There were all these great um, after 
article spoilers that came out uh, once the main like season was over, I think before the reunion, and they kind of like shed some more light on the process and everything. So I thought that was interesting because like you guys, I was kind of like, where do all the other people go who we don't find out about? Like there were a ton of people here. So it's kind of neat to see, I guess, maybe that there's room for them to grow and expand, as you were saying, Pierce, in following seasons, hopefully, fingers crossed. And maybe there's more of a follow up for the people that don't necessarily get a ton of airtime. Yeah, because uh, uh, Wikipedia has a nice handy little chart here, and there were uh, 30 people total. 14 Ooh. of them didn't get engaged, but then there were, we really only spent time with about, uh, let's see, two, four, six, so that's 12, uh, which leaves a few guys who, whose names I do not remember. There's a girl named Danielle Druan, uh, who apparently made it out of the pods but didn't get to go to Mexico. Uh, and split with whoever she was there's a few other there's just like uh, two other couples here that they apparently uh that made it out of the pods but were not featured there's a lexi a wesley we didn't see any of them Uh, rory Rory, be still my heart he was giving like a relationship advice to all the other guys i I was like where did he go i hope he got to go with someone (laughs) oh was he the blonde dude who was sitting Uh, sitting around he was like dark hair was he okay yeah like brown brown hair but not like super super dark more like a i don't want to say like a dirty blonde but yeah mm-hmm. yeah a lot it says they all split before the wedding so i guess they made it out of the pods but then it didn't go very well after that and nope, probably didn't break up in quite the fashion that uh diamond and carlton did to warrant, hey we've got to film this so let's just slide in let's talk about the six couples that that, that came through this that actually made it and let's start well, with let's diamond do diamond and carlton. and carlton first um apparently carlton was on one of the seasons of real housewives of atlanta did you guys have you seen this have you heard about this no apparently he was i don't catch any of the real housewife shows but uh, some of the good people of the internet pointed out that apparently he was one of the one of the lovely housewives on uh the atlanta show uh had a personal assistant that was carlton and apparently carlton was forcibly ejected from said show during oh during the season so uh i don't know maybe maybe the guy's not a hundred percent uh he lacks character is what i'll say is of, 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 about carlton because uh Wow, that was a hell of a thing. (laughs) That was a spectacular implosion. And what I will say is that um, I'm really glad that during the reunion special, he and Diamond had a chance to kind of address that and Mm -hmm. talk about, you know, what they would potentially do differently in that scenario if they had it to do over again. And maybe I'm just, maybe I'm a sucker here or naive or whatever, but I just felt like his reaction in the moment on the reunion special uh, when he was talking about how, you know, he wished things had gone differently. I felt like that was pretty genuine. Um, and I, I felt a lot of sympathy for how that escalated and, and how they both felt about it afterwards. I feel like it was a tough situation for them to navigate. And like they both kind of said, I think that they would wish that they could go back and, and handle it differently and not have things explode as they did. Because, you know, it's it's a delicate thing that someone is... Uh, you know, disclosing that about themselves and their history. And um, yeah, it just, I, I felt like it was a tough situation for both of them. And I wish that it had not become so volatile. Mm-hmm. And I just think that romantic history, not maybe every single detail, but the significant details is something that, and I understand that this is a really unique type of situation, but that's something that you got to be talking about in the pods, right? 
Yeah. Like, you got to have an idea, sorry, okay, how many relationships has this person been in? How many, you know, you know, just a, a general idea. I'm not saying you have to go through every single detail, but hey, I've dated guys and I dated girls is probably something that's worthy of mention, just as, uh, hey, I've been engaged before and it ended badly is worthy of mention. Or, hey, I had an ex that I dated all the way through high school and it ended when we were uh, second year of college. That's something you should probably mention, too. You know what I mean? Just, I think romantic history is a relevant part of deciding, not, not even deciding, but just knowing the person you're getting engaged to. So I understand where Diamond was coming from the perspective of, hey, I'm a little bit surprised by this. Let me take in this news. And then Carlton's reaction to that was was poor. Yeah. Diamond, yeah. former uh, Chicago Bulls dancer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the throwing of the ring, though, was iconic. He threw the ring in the pool. Like, yeah. that was like, and you're like, okay, I guess he doesn't care if he ever gets sees that again. Cause, but then they got uh, it back. Someone went down and got it for them. I'm guessing I assume there was a teamster who, who or, or an intern somewhere who probably had to take their shoes off and get that get ring back. Snorkel. Here we go. It was pretty expensive, yeah. Uh, yeah. That scene has that... some great lines, though, too. Like, I yeah. mean, we'll get to what I, uh, to, we'll get to Gigi and what I think is the greatest line in the history of uh, reality TV. <laughs> oh, I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get to them in a bit. But, I mean, there were some good lines during that fight. Like, uh, <laughs> when he said her wig was slipping and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, man. Because that was, there were a couple of things that happened in this show where I was like, okay, this is real. Like this is actually real when I'm and that fight to me with them, what they were saying to each other, that exchange when they were fighting poolside and he threw the ring. I'm like, this is real. On The Bachelor, this would be like kind of a watered down version of, you know, what we were seeing. But I was like, this is this is a real fight. The other thing, and I'm skip that I that I thought was really intense and really real, uh, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit. But Cameron's meeting with Lauren's dad, um, yeah. is. Like honestly, that was the most riveting television I've I've seen in in a long long time because that was real and wasn't completely over the top. Because if they did that on The Bachelor, they would have like you know it would have been like more of a cartoon version of what had happened, uh, or or like it would have been a really like cartoonish type version of of that meeting. But I I, I really thought that that scene where uh, Cameron was talking to Lauren's dad, I was like, this is real. This would happen in real life and it would be uncomfortable and everybody would just be like, like navigating this whole, you know, minefield and trying to make it through unscathed. And I I don't know. I just, I, I found that scene to be really, uh, really riveting. And I was upset that they, uh, that they did that, the thing where they were like, okay, Lauren's going to meet Cameron's dad next episode and i was like damn it i gotta go to bed <laughs> and then, uh, all right but i was like fine i'll stay up and watch one more episode of love is blind <laughs> so they got me there with 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 that tease on that one but uh yeah i don't i don't know what what did you think craig on on when uh, cameron met lauren's dad uh that was uh that was a heck of a thing uh obviously you knew that there's going to be a little bit of a uh some interesting stuff that was going to go on there mm-hmm. uh the rapping for lauren's mom was oh, something <laughs> now that was as as <laughs> as intense as I found the uh, the meeting with the dad. The rapping was equally, but on the cringe uh, spectrum. Yes. There, that was. I wish that never. I don't happened. know. <laughs> like, yeah, I, 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 like it was like you, you're right that it felt it felt real, and there was like the awkwardness and the tension that you could feel like through your television. Yeah. As you as you're watching this, so it was uh, it was something. I'll say but, that like I feel like 
you know, online or online um, reality TV shows in general, but also especially dating shows are not exactly known for their diversity and handling of sensitive topics. Yep. But I feel like this show, even though it has its faults with those issues of sensitivity and diversity, I feel like it's done a better job of uh, letting people express themselves and have more natural conversations. Like you were saying, Pierce, about um, the fight pool side between Diamond and Carlton, like that was real. And it's, it's uh, you know, not as censors, censored as it would have been had it been on The Bachelor or whatever. Like you're getting a better picture of what the human interaction is really like. And same with Cameron and Lauren's dad, right? You know, we're not seeing everything. And obviously it's still a reality show and staged in some ways. But, you know, these are real complex issues that people face in real life relationships. And it's good that we see the couples navigating those even on a crammed timeline like they're on. See, now that you mentioned that live, Craig, I, I just realized they had six couples come out of this. And three of them were interracial couples, and then another one was two black people. So that was, they're, they're, you know... That was, was more diverse, more diverse yeah. than, than normal, yeah. I think yeah, that's than, than it could have been, right? Yeah, that was, yep, it's true. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Um, do we have anything else we want to say about Diamond or Carlton before... Uh, I wish the them. I wish them both happiness. Mm -hmm. Me too. Me yeah. too. And yeah, I think that they had they had a big fight, but I don't think that either of them are people who I'm like, oh, I think that you're toxic as a person. No. Uh, you know, there there were some mistakes made. Uh, let's get to some people who I think are toxic as a person. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, before yeah, before we get to that one, I do want to mention. Um, I think well, I want to mention Kenny and Kelly. Oh, Kenny. I think I like other, Kenny. Other than Lauren and Cameron. Is there anybody who came out looking better uh, from this season than Kenny Barnes? No one. No one yeah. other than Kenny. Yeah. Because I, oh. I could not believe, like, when he got up there, like, after she said no at the altar and did the whole, like, I hope you can respect my decision thing, which was like, yeah, way to put it on him there, you jerk. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> like, and then when she left and he got up there and was started, like, was about to deliver this speech in front of his friends and family and her friends and family who were still sitting there, like, shuffling around awkwardly, like, going, oh, this is uncomfortable. And just, like, <laughs> and, and he got up there and I'm like, Kenny's about to give a speech here. This is going to be the second most embarrassing moment of his life that would have been quickly followed by the most embarrassing moment of his <laughs> life. And then it just didn't go down like that. And he gave this just, like, dignified and incredible speech and then ended it with, like, I just want to know everybody in this room I, that I love you all and thank you for being here. So much to the point that Kelly's mo own mom <laughs> turned to God, Kelly I love him. And was like, I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got the feeling like Kelly's sister, who was incredible in the like, th like high usage rate in like the three minutes of television that <laughs> yeah. she got, like oh my god, just came off the bench, took three threes, nailed all of them, and kind of did this thing where she was like, you know, like like had this thing she where she was like, "Yep, you certainly made a decision, Kelly. <laughs> like you certainly <laughs> made a decision." Like, but she, you could tell she wanted to go in on her sister, but they were on camera, so she didn't want to just start clowning her sister, right? So that's uh, the the nice choice. I'm glad that Katie's dating somebody new. Yes, we yeah. found that out on the uh, yeah. on the the reunion. Yeah, but like the the other another real scene was like him talking to the camera after it happened right and was like yeah saying, Please don't i don't want to this. film this i don't want to film this yeah yeah oh that was really good and i, I found myself like yelling at the tv and stacy about this i found myself yelling at the tv like i literally yelled leave him alone like yeah 
Because there was one moment where he said, please don't film this. And the cameraman, like, did the thing where he, like, fake, like, walked yeah. away, but wasn't at all. And it was like, yeah. oh, you <laughs> sick fuck. Yeah. Right? And then he asked him again. And I was just like, leave him alone! Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like... That's just when he sat down in his chair and then, like, slowly turned around in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. He's like, I turned my back on you. Yeah, He's in timeout. <laughs> oh, man. And, like, I did we ever get, like, what was... I don't think we got a cotent reason why Kelly wanted to break up. It just seemed like she got She cold. didn't care. Yeah, she got cold feet. She didn't care as much about him as he cared about her is what she said. Yeah. Uh, but, and I will also say this, like, if you were like thinking, hey, how are these relationships going to work out? The, the relationship where the couples have had ample, ample opportunity to have sex. Yeah. And one of the two people's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a bit of a red flag. That's yeah. a bit of a red flag. That's <laughs> yes. true. Good Mark. call. Yeah. Good <laughs> oh, yeah, them. <laughs> Good yeah. call. Um, yeah, it also seemed to me that Kelly, like, when they were doing the, the, the behind the scenes of them getting ready for the wedding, it also seemed like she was trying to say that, like, you know, it seemed like she was vaguely trying to say that Kenny wasn't good-looking enough to be on her level. And I don't know. I just I think Kenny's a good-looking guy, he's Jess. He's a very good-looking man. And he's, he's very attractive. But I also get why she's panicking in that moment because and this is a double-edged sword right because Mm -hmm. they all know what they're getting into theoretically when they Mm -hmm. sign up for this right they know that if in best case scenario they're getting married to someone within six weeks but i think it's really a different prospect once you're in the moment and it's a testament to that because you've only got two couples that actually went through with it and got married um but as you get closer and closer reality hits you and you start questioning everything you think you know about it right so i can imagine that being in her shoes in that moment being like uh, i don't think this is a good idea <laughs> you know <panicking. laughs> yeah. so you know it's i ooh. And if she doesn't trust her instincts at the best of times, because it sounds like she was coming into this process being like, I have really bad luck and I don't I don't pick the right guys. You would start to question yourself, even if you did find someone really nice, you know, so I think she did regret how things went down, because in the reunion episode, she was not I I think she kind of panicked a bit and she wasn't making a ton of sense when she was trying Mm -hmm. to explain herself. And uh, I watched it with my friend Amanda, and she was like, I don't think she even really knows why yeah. she didn't say yes at this point. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't think she does. I think her mind is kind of spinning and uh, trying to understand herself and understand her own reasoning. So, yeah, I uh, ugh, I feel real bad for Kenny. But he does seem like an absolute sweetheart. And uh, like we said, real glad that he's in a good relationship now. Yeah, it just yeah. seemed like she got to the free throw line with the game on the line and and – just completely missed the free throws. <laughs> yeah, she like, choked. Oh my god, yeah, just choked. And yeah. her family felt the same way too, and you can tell that <laughs> in yeah. the moment. Oh god. Uh, anything you want to say about Kelly and Kenny, Craig? No, I think we're good on them. Alright, here we go. <laughs> Jessica and Mark. Um, no! My <laughs> god in heaven. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Jessica was 34 and Mark was 24. <laughs> Uh, was that hold on a second Pierce was that ever mentioned on the show I, I think they mentioned it once or twice <laughs> I'm not sure I'm mentioning it now just so no one's okay. confused yeah, well, you, you have the ages right in front of you so it makes yeah. sense that you say it yeah okay my, fa- my favorite part was Jessica said it about 90 times but she would also say it like okay you understand that you're 24 and I'm 34 that means that when you're 34 I'm gonna be 44 
And when you're 44, I'm going to be 54. And I'm like, yeah, you're 10 years apart. The math's not hard, okay? Well, yeah. I don't know if Mark is a rocket scientist, but I trust him to add 10. You know? Exactly. 10's a nice <laughs> he's round he's number. Trainer. He's got to add 10 pounds to reps all the time. That's true. He knows exactly. what's That's up. That's true. Yeah. And his reps are always in increments of 10. No one ever does, like, 52 <laughs> reps of anything, right? Like, it just, he knows what the number 10 is. But, like, um... Jessica Batten is well, – it's going to be, I think, a long time before uh, we find a bigger villain on the Love is in the Love is Blind franchise going forward than her. She I may mean, just be the OG it, Love is Blind villain. She may true. just yeah, – yeah, yeah. She like just may have the title forever. Like the, 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 the giving the dog wine was <laughs> just – wow. I, I can't even the, – the clear – didn't want like the, the the clear wanted to be with uh, with Barnett, and then when Mark proposed to her, she did that thing where she ducked behind the couch and was stalling. And in my mind, I think I like, or at least this is my theory. I think she was just deciding in that moment how much longer she wanted to be on television for, and opted to be on television a little bit longer. She never wanted to be with this Mark with Mark, and just like kind of kept it going and kept it going. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if Mark, like I said, is a is a rocket scientist. But he seems like a very nice guy. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, a little intense for me, but yeah. uh, but yeah. like in, intense in that good intentioned way, not in that like right. I'm a creepy lover, like like I'll stalk you sort of a way. Not that, just a guy who's like yeah. I'm really into getting wanting to get married and starting my life, sort yeah. of uh, sort of a way, which I can I can respect that, um, but. Yeah, not exactly a uh, picker up of red flags is is Mark was Mark because uh, yeah there were a lot. <laughs> oh. I, I saw a great meme that said let's rename the show from Love Is Blind to Mark Is Blind, and <laughs> I I think it was real heckin' apt, and yeah. I I felt badly for Mark. But at a certain point, when this girl, woman who's th- 34 years old, is telling you in Mexico, I can't wear this ring, I don't mm. think I feel the same, he really should have, uh, you know, taken that for what it was worth and respected it and said, okay, I think we need to to call it a day here. Because if someone is showing that much hesitation, you as much as you may want them and you may want them to feel the same about you, you really need to pick up what they're putting down and say, okay, we're going to call this a day. When, like the day before they got married, when they were at the bachelor party, oh God. she was still white girl wasted and was still talking about Barnett to Amber. Oh. It was just like, oh, come on, Mark, man, you gotta let this go. Like, please, yeah. I believe in you. But it, it was just... Yeah, she she was a, a clear villain. She didn't know like it's it's obvious that she doesn't know what she's wants. She's incredibly immature, even though I think she's hold on, let me check. Uh, thirty four years old. Uh, uh, just, That's never gonna get old, even no. though she will. That'll yeah. never get old. <laughs> what was her job? Well, let me find that regional manager. Of, okay, that could mean so many things. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I she was assistant it. to regional manager. <laughs> assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> Your triumphs mean nothing. This wedding means nothing. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it. Just it, these reality shows don't work without a villain. And but yeah. like, good, luckily for us, Jessica pr- provided this. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm going to this is going to be uh you know, you know what? I'll I'll bear the full brunt of this, but like, um, I'm, this is real talk here. 
her appearance got noticeably worse as the show went on. Am I wrong? Like, am I the only one who? Well, it that? seemed like, like she was stressed. I'll say that. True. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, I don't know. It it was it was. I realize that's like kind of toxic dude stuff, but I'm just being real. <laughs> like I'm just being real. Uh, what were your Jessica takes there, Craig? Uh, my Jessica takes were uh, not a particularly nice person, and I think that she did see this as something of an opportunity as opposed to actually caring about Mark. A nice person wouldn't have uh, left poor Mark on the line for as long as she did. Uh, yeah, that's about uh, that, that. And and can we talk about her getting drunk at the bachelorette party and, like, confronting slash not confronting uh, Amber? Uh, Amber? Oh, like yeah, that, that was... was that was that was a scene. Obviously, the fact that uh, she uh, clearly liked Barnett and then was basically trying to get him to dump Amber in Mexico while Amber was like a few meters away. Yeah. Also, a scene like just also it's, at Barnett's it, birthday party when she was talking yeah. to him there. Yeah, yeah. So not 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 a good showing for Jessica. No. That way. Oh God, that I have. Just... I have two thoughts that I would sure. like to interject here about Throw Jessica. One, as a fellow Jessica, I do not like not that she has my name. Don't like it at all, Jen. Don't Jess like representation. it. representation. That's right. She does not represent the rest of us. <laughs> and um, number two, the reunion special. Um, at first, it seemed like when Amber, and I'm sure we're going to get into this, when Amber was like going off on her after mm-hmm. seeing all of the episodes, uh, when she was sitting in the back and Jessica's like nodding along, I was like, okay, so she's had some time for some reflection and she agrees and she's going to do the mea culpa and all that jazz. But then later to say to poor Mark, I never lied on the show. And I tell you boys, my friend Amanda and I, we just went. Is a lie. Yeah, we both simultaneously said, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a good thing there were no babies napping in the house because we would have woken them up probably with the volume of which our what was, uh, you know, exclaimed. But I just, I could not believe that. I was like, were you drunk the entire time? Did the dog not have enough of the Cabernet Sauvignon? <laughs> because this, like, or did you dream this whole six week uh, process? Because she constantly lied to herself the most. Yeah, she lied to herself. Uh, she lied to everybody else. And look, I, I just think that like the, the the snakiest thing anyone ever did on the show was her actions in Mexico and at Barnett's birthday party. Like that yeah. was just yeah. snaky, snaky stuff. And of course, like poor Mark is just and they're like, oh yeah, I'm sure it's all fine. And oh, you're sure you're over Barnett, right? And yeah, of course I am. And just like Mark. You didn't need to believe her, man. Like you didn't need to believe her. Mark's uh, got like he has. Out of the two of them, he has the least amount of culpability for how this went down. But uh, he still should have, you know, advocated for himself better. And I know that this is like an exceptional set of circumstances that they were in. He genuinely liked her. Even on the reunion show, he said he still respected her and was joking about the Italian beef, of all things. Yeah. You know, but it's just kind of like, dude... You know, we've many of us have been in a situation where we realize someone does not like us as much as we like them. And you just kind of have to accept that and do what's best for you. If you prolong that process any longer than you should, it's just horrific for everybody involved. And and I wish that he had seen sooner or just believed his instincts sooner because he knew he had to have known. Even the dog knew the dog liked to sit with him more than her. (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) 
The answers always no. <laughs> well, that dog is probably like, I, I, I know that I shouldn't be drinking wine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stick with you. Animals can sense natural disasters, and that relationship was a natural disaster, and it knew. God. Oh, God. Uh, and that, that whole Amber-Jess argument, I thought, gave the reunion its best moment when Amber mm. just flat out looked at her and called her a shisty bitch. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Way to go, Amber. Amber, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to challenge your facts. Excellent use of the word shysty, too. I've always enjoyed that. It's a great word. Uh, any other things you want to say about Jessica and Mark before we move on? To... Just, it'll, it'll go down in the books as an all-time reality TV villain performance yeah, by, by Jessica. Not just, not just for the, what she did on the show, but the memes that came after it. Because there were so many memes with the dog drinking wine. And there were a lot of memes. You know, the no one, absolutely no one meme. Uh, yeah. So many people tweeted, no one, absolutely no one. Jessica, he's only 24 years old. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so bad. And like, part of me wonders, was it really as, as bad in real life as it was made out to be? Because as we've all said, this is reality TV. There's a lot of editing that goes into it. Yeah. There is context that's missing. So part of me wants to just be like, really? Really? Was it, was it like that? Was it honestly that bad? <laughs> and I am afraid that it was. That's, that's what I'm afraid of, especially because of the reaction during the reunion show um, with, you know, Amber's reaction. And of course she's going to be biased because she was the one whose relationship was under attack and direct threat. Um, but yeah, like I just kind of think really, was it that bad? And, and I hope for Jessica's sake that, you know, if it was that bad, she learns from it and she's able to grow and move on because it's and it must be tough for them with the entire Internet being like, you're terrible. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be her. I'm no. glad I missed Jessica and not that Jessica. I, I yeah. agree with that entirely. Um, I, I will say, to, yes, it, it sucks that she's probably getting a lot of negative tweets and I have no idea how many Instagram followers she has. I know that Giannina is already up to about a million. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I just um, I, I know that she's probably getting a lot of bad things on the Internet. And I don't think she deserves that. That's that's not fair. But she kind of put herself in a negative position here obviously yeah it's not surprising that she's taking the heat that she is yeah. um oh, speaking of uh insta and her followers and that that sort of stuff i saw a meme that said that jessica follows barnett on insta but barnett doesn't follow her Ooh. and it's the meme of the of the girl from a disney show and it's like interesting the girl looking <laughs> at the computer screen and uh i very much love that meme well Jessica doesn't exactly seem like the type of person who lets things go. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next couple. Uh, Giannini and Damon. Uh, I had teased earlier in this podcast that uh, on what I had perceived to be the greatest line in the history of reality television. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally believe that this line was delivered by Giannina, who at one point said to Damien, Oh, I can't even. I, I'm, I'm cringing knowing what you're about to say. So bad. <laughs> so guy, you know how you tell me this is the best sex I've ever you've ever had? Do, do you ever notice how I never say that to you? And oh! I was just like, oh my god, just cut oh! the nuts right off of him right there. That's so bad. <laughs> That was the worst thing. I, that honestly might have been worse than anything Jessica did, if, if we're being perfectly honest. Yeah, you know what? That's Giannina did not need to go for the throat. That was uncalled for. And like, no, I'm not a big Damien guy. I think he's a little strange. And I'm not exactly sure that he blinked the entire time he was on this show, just shark eyes the entire time. He's, he's an efficient German. I guess, man. It was just like 
<laughs> he was... He's more attractive Toby from The Office. It, oh, wow. Great call. Uh, he's Toby <laughs> that's not original there. to me. I can't take credit oh. for it, but I've seen it around, and I believe it. Yeah, that's that's quite true. So he might be the Scranton Strangler? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned that, because if there was one person I was going to pick to wind up a serial killer after all of this, Damien would be the, the first overall pick, because, my God. Because, I don't know, like, yeah, uh, Giannini was kind of volatile, but Damien wasn't exactly picking, you know, his battles over shit that's worth picking your battles over, right? Like, Like, they'd be at dinner, and he'd be like, you're on social media a lot, and it's like, Okay, <laughs> like it's 2019 or 2020, whenever they are, but I think you can just sort of let that thing go. Like none of their none of their <laughs> fights seem real, except for the time uh, his parents uh, canceled their their meeting, yeah. and she uh-huh. got genuinely upset about that. And I was like, that makes sense, though. This is something you should get upset about. But then she also like attacked his family's credibility and stuff like that, which you know maybe not, not do nice. that, but uh, man. Uh, yeah, when, uh, that, uh, the fight about social media happened, Stacy just looked over at me and she's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> and I'm like, to be clear, to be Fair. clear, if I felt as though our marriage was in trouble, I yeah. would probably stop checking the news on Twitter. Yeah. But as of right now, I don't feel I need to do that. Yeah, anyway, it's also, uh, <laughs> you work in the industry. That's another thing. Jeannini, uh, G- you, you assume it's just like flipping through Instagram a lot of yeah. the time. Right. And I'm, you mean, Damien, yeah, maybe you can let that go when you're on having dinner but it's also like you don't have to pick a fight in the middle of a damn restaurant over uh over instagram right like pick your battles i think but like my god when she told him that he was bad in bed my god in heaven that was just that was so cold-blooded now that that's cold uh not exactly great to be Mark or Kenny, who clearly wanted to have sex with their partners but never got the chance to. Yeah, uh, yeah. But still, that would be the most uh, difficult moment in the series for anybody. Just that, like, devastating, devastating body blow there. Oof, yeah, and tough. he, he kind of got to have, like, although apparently they're still together, according to the internet, yeah. even even now as of us uh, having this conversation. Um so they're still doing well, I guess. But like, I guess he kind of got some revenge when he was up at the uh, at the altar with his uh, friggin' uh, Kelsey Grammer as sideshow Bob. Like, no, <laughs> and then like she, he had stepped on a rake. Yeah, exactly. He was, she was like, "Do you take this woman?" He was like, "No." <laughs> like, and then she like. Oh, and then another iconic moment of, of of her running away, running through the streets of Atlanta, just running through the streets of Atlanta in a wedding dress and then slipping and falling in some mud. And then and her mom trying her mom trying to track her down in the six inch heels, taking those like like those quick little speed steps that women have to take when they're trying to run in high, yeah, not downhill, easy. no less in high heels. Right. That's a Ooh. that's a broken ankle waiting to happen. That's oh, why we were sitting yeah. there watching it, being like, "No, don't!" <laughs> <laughs> and then, don't do I this. Thought, I thought it was weird that her mom's reaction was like when they were translating it in Spanish. The mom said something that was akin to like, "I wish you could have told him no" or something like that. That way, he would be hurt and you wouldn't be hurt. And just, <laughs> that's, that's a real bad pep talk. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a real bad pep talk. I wish the exact thing that just happened. Happened in reverse, like yeah. uh, okay, so like no, oh, uh, yeah, be fine. <laughs> <laughs> something else. Oh man, they had they had some moments there. Uh, anything else you want to mention on these two? 
I I actually like there was something about Giannina that I found charming, and I well, don't know what it was. Arguably the most attractive of the ladies on this show. Well, there's that, but my just opinion. even if even if I only met Giannina in the pods, I would have yeah. found something about her charming. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but just like I I I liked her. I thought she was fun. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was that, well, you know, uh, um, Damien, uh, wound up having the, uh, the, the, the power move at the end, but they're still together and I hope they're doing very well. Yeah, that's true. Like I did enjoy the bit where, uh, when they were in the pods and then he proposed to her and then she was like, no, I am a modern woman and I am going to propose yeah. to you. And I was like, all right, that's a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> uh, very good. She was, she was all right. Apparently, a dynamo in the sack too. But uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, that's what that's what Damien would say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Jess? Any uh, Giannini and uh, Damien takes? Uh, I gotta say that as time went on, I was not as thrilled with her. Um, I just kind of felt like there was a lot that was very forced about her interactions with him mm-hmm. um, just seemed like a little bit put on overly dramatic, uh, especially at the end uh, in the wedding episode where she's taken down chairs that have already been put away and then ripping <laughs> a strip off of her dress. Here's your tie back. Like, okay, come on. And I, I just, yeah, you know, like I, I realize again, reality show and there's going to be some element of, uh, of performance going on. I just, uh, yeah, I felt like sometimes once she was out of Mexico, things became less genuine, I feel like. I don't know. She seemed very excited at first, and I was on board with that. Seemed, seemed genuine. But yeah, as soon as they got home, back to Atlanta, I was like, oh, the wheels are coming off of this a little bit. And yeah, she, yeah, she wasn't very nice to him sometimes. So, it felt like both of them were looking for fights sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, Damien honestly just kind of looked a bit downtrodden a lot of yeah. the time. <laughs> he yeah, his he his spirit had been his Aww. spirit had been broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he had hangdog expression yeah. a lot. Yeah, he had some yeah. going on there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm glad. Like, they seem to again have a genuine interaction during the reunion episode where she like apologized to him again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I hope that now that they're out of the crazy. Uh, bubble of um, the experience that they're able to kind of you know grow together and get to know each other in a in a better way because now it's been over a year since they filmed this I think it was like November of 2018 when the weddings happened Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah they've had they've had some solid time to like get to know each other a little bit better on their own terms and uh, I hope for them because I do like them together I just didn't like how things kind of deteriorated in the last month when they were home yeah yeah um, moving on. Let's talk about Amber and Matthew Barnett. Um, <laughs> Barnett looked like a swole Steve Dangle to me. <laughs> sure. That kept that kept freaking me out. Like when he was in the pod, I kept expecting him to go. Can you believe it? A Samboni driver? It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, like it was. It was just. I got so the things to say about James Reimer. Uh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, oh, it was, it was crazy. So that was tough for me to get past. He, I, I came around on him. I thought he was a little bit like I. I honestly agreed with Jess in those first couple episodes when when she, uh, when when they went back to like that reality TV or like that that bigger brother style room where all the ladies were, and she said that Barnett was a fuck boy, and I was like, yeah, yeah I, 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 in the in the moment, I 100% had to agree with that take. Hondo P. And that kind of. Well, he was juggling three women in the pods at the same time. Yeah, same, I know. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
not. Kyle Garnett, he's so funny. God, he's a frat boy. Like, yeah. It, yeah, his yeah his jokes were very very like <laughs> like hey, you want to have sex? Not good. So I definitely came around. On, yeah, exactly. I yeah. definitely came around on Barnett as it I agree as it went around because he did things like he showed scruples like when uh, in the aforementioned uh, time when uh, Jessica was trying to hit on him at the in Mexico and at his birthday and he was just kind of like he just kept sipping on his beer and going like uh-huh. oh yeah yeah uh huh and like trying to be like boy I hope this conversation ends soon <laughs> right like so uh, yeah yeah I I really enjoyed that and uh, uh yeah so I definitely came around on him and Amber seems like a lovely girl a bit of a handful for my taste but uh, <laughs> I, I think that uh, I I think she overall she's uh, I love how their occupation is ex tank mechanic. Yeah, that's just a cool Chiron. Chiron, Chiron. Absolutely. I'm not. I'm not sure if there are too many that are better, honestly, than ex tank mechanic. That's that's a hell of a thing to put on your resume. Do Um, not mess with Amber. No. No, absolutely not. And I liked her when she like her best moment to me though. Oh my god. Easily the bachelorette party when she was just white girl wasted in her in her white cocktail dress holding what looked like a hurricane of some sort <laughs> and was just like, I am so happy with what is going on here. I just oh. I get to marry my best friend and it's just <laughs> in the middle of this ITM and I was just like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever watched in my entire life. And she was just completely off her rocker just 100% white girl wasted just like just being the crying happy drunk apparently is Amber (laughs) that's right wow yeah oh it's something it's something uh yeah I will say this oftentimes when I'm on this podcast we're discussing gambling Mm -hmm. and usually I'm pretty good at gambling Uh, I've done very well in soccer the last couple of weeks shout out to my friend Luke Uh, uh if Someone had said to me, Craig, you get to bet on how the Love is Blind finale goes. Mm-hmm. Two of the five couples are going to be married at the reunion. And you can bet on no, on however many couples you want. I don't know, care what the odds would have been. I would have bet so much money on Barnett just being like, I'm not getting married to you at the altar and like ending it. Mm-hmm. I would have lost like, you know, I, I, like I just moved the house that I just moved to. I would not own it anymore because I would have lost it all on Barnett agreeing to marry Amber in this ceremony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I that's actually yeah, a good thing. And I like the way I did just because the way you brought it up there, Craig, I, I like the format with which they um, the order that they picked uh, to show the five weddings at was pristine because I believe they ended the penultimate yep. episode with. Uh, Damien with the guy going like Damien your decision and then it cut to credits and it was like oh god I couldn't hit next episode it fast enough <laughs> on on the uh, on, uh, on the Netflix there and then it got there and he was like no and I was like and I like leaned forward in my chair when he said no because I was like oh my god this is a thing that can happen right like <laughs> When they go to paradise in, in uh, when they do the fake paradise uh, weddings or like engagements at the end of paradise and bachelor and and they're like will you marry me and they're like yeah of course I will and I'm like you'll be bro you'll be broken up in two weeks two weeks and, it, right and, and they, they always are, are. <laughs> yeah and they yeah. always are and this one I was just, when he goes no I was like oh my god this is a thing that can happen and then they let us in I think they let uh, Amber and Barnett go next and then 
you know, it, which set me up exactly for what you were saying, Craig, where I was like, oh, my God, Barnett's going to say no, and this is going to yeah. be crazy. And then he said yes. And I was like, oh, okay. I <laughs> didn't see that coming. <laughs> this is fun. And then it was just after they said yes, it was weird because they immediately cut to him and Amber, and they were both just drinking beer seemingly alone uh, at a like at a table by themselves with chairs that were stacked up behind them. I thought that was an odd decision to immediately cut to that and then them just being like, well, we're engaged. And it's like, yeah, where's the dancing? <laughs> like, uh, we saw, Actually, Stacey made the same comment. She's like, wait a minute, how come we didn't get to see uh, Amber and Barnett's reception? We did at the very end of the show. Which yeah, yeah, it's true. They yeah. got there, they got there, but only after, well, because, yeah, because they showed the receptions for both Lauren and Cameron and Amber and Barnett, yeah. right? Because they were the ones who'd, who went through with it. But yeah, it was just strange that it was just them filming it next to like, it, cause it seemed like they were like, just put a table next to these chairs and we'll film and stand there and be like, just be like, yeah, you're engaged. This is fun. Uh, any, <laughs> any Amber and Barnett takes you have there, Jess? Um, I am interested to see how they get on in the coming years. I thought the, reunion special was quite interesting that they kind of she got into it saying that you know oh there was times i thought i called the divorce lawyer you know yeah <laughs> and i thought that was an honest discussion because you could not have gone through the last year and a bit without uh you know encountering your fair share of serious issues because you got married to someone after six weeks of knowing them and there's no way that you'd be able to navigate that without some serious dust-ups i would imagine um, so I was glad that they talked about it. Um, as you said, things are a little bit wild between them. It feels like their connection is pretty strong off the bat. They're really passionate. And um, yeah, so I, I, I wish them well. I think that Amber is going to keep a, a real tight hold on a lot of things. Um, <laughs> she's in charge. And, yeah. you know, as long as Barnett's cool with that, then power to them. Uh, anything else you want to say about Amber or Barnett, Craig? Uh, no. I, I, uh, uh, <laughs> oh. <excuse laughs> Bar Bar Barnett was a fuckboy at the beginning, of course. Uh, but uh, he seems to have uh, settled down and, and really likes Amber. Good for him. Uh, but uh, I do feel a little bit bad for Elsie because she was kind of let on there. But such is life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last couple, uh, Lauren Speed and Cameron Hamilton. I don't know if I have anything else to say about this particular couple other than I hope that they live together forever in perpetuity and this ends <laughs> up becoming some sort of Disney-like uh, movie at some point. <laughs> That's, yeah, that is Yeah, that is... And I, I wish these two nothing but the best. They're still together. They just... for. Uh, photographed them at like uh i think they were at a houston rockets game or something recently that uh that they were attending and uh it just seems like things are going well and i honestly don't have anything to add other than please be together for like i need them to become the jade and tanner of this uh <laughs> of this particular franchise is is, is what i need uh, what do you think? yeah i really like both of these people and i think they're they're, they're very good and uh yeah i hope that they are together for a very long time Agreed. I think that, um, 
even though in the later episodes, Lauren was starting to kind of let us in on the fact that she was a little bit hesitant in some respects, because obviously this is a major life decision that you're making. Um, I'm pleased for them. I think they were both really sweet. And I think it was telling during the reunion episode that uh, the other guys, a bunch of them like Damien and I think Kenny, they all said, oh, Lauren is captivating. She's so lovely. So she seemed to be very genuine through the whole process with all of the people that she interacted with. So I just, yeah, I hope for the same. It sounds like their families are getting on really well and they've got a puppy, which I'm very excited for them. (laughs) And uh, yeah, yeah, so it sounds like they're doing well, and I, I wish them all the best. I think I think they're a good match. Hopefully, they stick it out. It's a couple questions I wanted to ask you guys about the formula going uh, forward on this show. Do you think that they will uh, put certain people back in pods that back in the pods that were, um, f- uh, say, favorable? Like I, I would say, Mark got a a very generous edit and would be a. Uh, I think they may have to. Not have to is the wrong word, but mm. I think that they, from the perspective of, hey, do you want to get people to really watch this thing? Like, oh yeah, Mark's back in the pods might 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 get a couple of people to do that. Mm-hmm. Would Not that uh, hurt the show though? Because obviously, like, people know we know what Mark looks like now, right? So does that kind of defeat the concept of Love Is Blind? I guess, but oh, that's the, only- the host. Pardon? You bring him back as the host. That's yeah, a good maybe. point. Yeah. <laughs> we might be looking for shot. someone to fill the host void. Yeah. That's that's the only that's the only hurdle I can't get. But there are ways around that, right? Like he can he can. Uh, there there are just ways around that. Like like they could just I don't know give him a fake name or something, which then adds the intrigue of like, oh he you know talked in the pods under a false name or whatever like that. But I I I think it should be. Uh, I, I think it, it should be uh, like I, I wouldn't be if, if Mark was back in the pods in the next season, I wouldn't I, I, I wouldn't be uh, bad about it. It just depends uh, what they want to do. Like, is this going to become like a like a feeder system franchise type thing that they that they do with The Bachelor or is it just going to be? No, you, the point you bring up is a good one where if they start having people on there who are famous, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, I know what this guy looks like. And it kind of takes away from the spirit of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think they got to keep it fresh. Um, as much as Mark is beloved, I feel like he probably should not come back, at least not for the next season, second season. Hopefully that is in the works, fingers crossed. I know the pods are sitting in Atlanta. They're just yeah. waiting to be used. <laughs> um, so bring them out of retirement. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think that they should at least leave them out for this next season. Um, but yeah, my, my inclination would be let's not, let's not have him back. Let's just keep it, keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else either of you two wanted to mention about Love is Blind? Anything, uh, any, any notes I just, you had? I just that... had a lot of fun watching this show. And I had a lot of fun talking about it with the two of you tonight. Oh, <laughs> Same. And I'll just say, Jessica's dog, if you're looking for a new home, I'll adopt you. <laughs> I won't give you wine. I'll give you lots of treats, though. But the yeah. wine is all mine, pup. <laughs> you wouldn't have to remember a new name for your owner. It would still be Jessica. That's right. And I'll treat you better. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Uh, Before we get out of here, Craig, I just want to quickly talk about that Bachelorette finale that happened last night. Um, Not since Hulk Hogan dropped the leg on Macho Man Randy Savage and joined the Outsiders to form the NWO 
yeah, was, that. There a, was there a heel turn quite like we saw last night from Peter's mom, Barb? I like I have never. I just like, let's catch Jess up real quick on what happened. Basically, yeah. I know what Peter... happened. Oh, I you do? Yeah. OK, good, good. It was uh, the most train wrecky bachelor finale in the history of time, which is saying something. <laughs> yeah, it, this was because usually the the usually the the in studio stuff is kind of blasé and laissez faire, and nobody ever really died. You know, I mentioned earlier that that uh, Chris Harrison didn't even bother to go after Victoria F even one iota like the week before. But I mean, I I have never seen the like usually when someone walks in for these live shows and they're like the actual villain of the show, the crowd doesn't openly boo them like they usually just like like they'll like you know they'll be like here's so and so and the crowd will give them the courtesy clap as they walk in and then they'll say stuff and they'll kind of apologize most of the time and the crowd will go like yeah or, or maybe they'll you know even if they sometimes they'll dig their heels in on the uh, uh on the controversy that they've done and, but the crowd won't like openly boo them they'll just kind of be like oh yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll be like they'll, they'll, <laughs> They do that like nervous murmuring, right? Where it's just like, oh, I can't believe that they're still doing this, right? But they never actively boo until last night when Barb basically said, my son is an idiot and he's making a huge mistake and he'll learn <laughs> from this. And then they all just went, boo! <laughs> just like, boo! Believe in the show. I, I just, wow. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. Um, Peter's a bit of a dope. He remains to be a dope. I just, I couldn't believe... That Peter, who was easily manipulated by everyone and all the females uh, during his season of the show, stood up to his mom with one, like one day le- with one episode left. I was just like, "Whoa!" Didn't see that coming. That was an M Night Shyamalan twist. Uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts on the last two episodes? There, real quick. Right? Uh, uh, Hannah Ann came off really well in those two episodes, like really well. Yes. Like Peter, Peter breaks up with her, and he just and and she. Tears him a new one in the moment, and then gets back on live television with him weeks later, and tears him a new one again. And she, it wasn't just like she wasn't going like you know lobbing grenades. She was surgical. She was just going right at him. Yeah. Uh, so she comes off extremely well. Peter's mom comes off uh, incredibly terribly. Uh, Madison comes off fine, I guess. She didn't do anything wrong. Oh yeah, no, she was yeah. and like no, she didn't. Honestly, she didn't do anything. She wrong. She came off as a sympathetic victim. Yeah, which is why Barb got booed when yeah. she said the thing that she said because uh, they were like hey madison doesn't deserve this boo right and uh yeah and it, it just seems like yeah because barb's reasons were like well she made us wait for three hours and it was like oh okay <laughs> that's it In the comfort <laughs> of your own home yeah, ooh, yeah. Ooh. yeah it was just like wow that was that was awkward that was so awkward god i loved it um do you think they <laughs> do you think um they wish that they had waited a couple of seconds to pull the trigger on Claire Crawley, Craig, because uh, the way Hannah Ann came off in the last two, yes. it seems like people would have been more... I think they may have they may have pulled the Claire trigger when Hannah Ann was still engaged to Peter. And I don't know the exact timing as far as when that ended. I don't think we heard that last night. But yeah. there's a chance they started talking with Claire when Hannah Ann wasn't an option. Plus, they couldn't have possibly known how well Hannah Ann was going to come off during the breakup sure. and during the... Um, during the, the the live show, so yeah, and I'm still excited for Claire uh, for Claire. So I, I think she I think she's going to be great. Uh, I think I'm I'm very excited for Claire too. Yeah, and and to, and they also it seems like they want to veer away from like the Hannah Ann types with the the 24 year old kind of pageant queens and whatnot. So it might be a little course correcting from the Bachelor. Um, 
that is it for this week, though. I'll say uh, Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also available on Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. So please download those and pump those numbers up. Uh, that'll be it for this week. Uh, Craig, uh, we're going to be back next week uh, at some point because uh, I believe Selection Sunday is this Sunday, is it not? Yep. And then uh, I have we'll... a feeling that we won't have to be talking about this. And I'll uh, a little bit of news here. Rudy Gobert has coronavirus of the Utah Jazz. The NBA suspended its season. I have a feeling that there might not be a March Madness. Wow, did that just happen? Yep, last in the last hour. Oh, my God. Um, the NBA so... season suspended. So, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what the world brings us. Okay. Um, well, that's uh, good luck for Raptors fans. You get to celebrate back-to-back championships. Or, yeah, or, I think that's what that means. Well, technically not back-to-back championships, but you get a nice little two-year window where you get to be the reigning champions, right? It's like, uh, you went into WrestleMania and they canceled WrestleMania, which they will probably also do. Um, so we'll see, but as of right now, uh, they are planning on, uh, as of right now, you and I are planning on doing March Madness, but, uh, we may audible cause I was unaware of that particular information, but, uh, we'll see, um, going forward. Yeah. Uh, Not Jess, too. great to have you back on, on this podcast and please start watching the bachelor again. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I just it, like. God, I enjoy these talks. I really, really do. And I don't want to wait for another episode of Love is Blind. But uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. You know what, Pierce? You know, I think I could probably commit to at least a couple of episodes with y'all. I think I could do it. All right, and, all right. and I'll say that it has been a damn yeah, pleasure to be back ta- talking with both of you. And I will say goodnight to everyone but Barb and Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be back. And it, uh, man, if there was a good season to jump back on the, get back on the wagon, Claire Crawley is the bachelor. Probably Can I one. just say, I hope yeah. they don't pair her with anyone who's 28. Cause she's 38. Cause we could have problems. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great way to get out on this. Uh, we'll talk to you next week on the crossover podcast. Thanks again, everybody. And we'll, uh, well, maybe not next week. We'll see you when we see you though. Take care everybody. And uh, have a good one. Crossover.